your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 42. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Level, my man, how's the, how's the summer been going? Good. Um, hope everybody had a happy and safe uh, July 4th. Everybody's got all their their appendages and digits. you know everything's yeah digits that's right that's right <laughs> hopefully uh all is well but yeah getting closer uh big 12 media days uh depending on when you're mm-hmm. listening to this uh our middle of this uh week uh and that's kind of the i know that's one more thing to check off the list yep. as far as uh getting closer to to football season a little more downtime after after those are over and then you you know and then camp uh, usually starts in uh late july early august but uh yeah we're, we're getting closer man but yeah summer's kind of flying by man um had a few times away uh, out of town but kind of ready to be done with that and get back into the uh the grind of things the routine yeah there's been absolutely quite a, bit, quite a bit since we uh last got together um of course this past week, the the preseason, all Big Twelve preseason teams were released. Kansas leads the way with the players. What kind of world are we living in? Uh, Big Twelve preseason poll came with that as well. Uh, Josh Young's been named an All Star. Bob Huggins quit or didn't, according to him and his lawyer. Uh, Pac twelve pushed their deadline back to what Labor Day now. After we've seen that pushed several times, so. Yeah, been quite a bit going on in the in the summertime, but uh, we'll let's go ahead and start with football though, because we are right there around the corner from Big Twelve Media Days, and you know you you mentioned just that check mark. It, it is kind of just a checkpoint each little thing you go through, and the the preseason team and the the poll came out last week. Um, you get two on the list for the Red Raiders uh, in terms of the preseason team, Jaron Bradley and. Jalen Hutchings, one on each side of the ball. Um, anybody that you thought could have or should have been on there that didn't make it for Tech? You know, not really. Um, th- this is a, such a – I wouldn't have been surprised if, uh, you, you know – I mean, Austin McNamara maybe has a sure. has a, a case. Uh, and I wouldn't have been surprised if Bradley wouldn't have made it either. But he did statistically, you know, he did have – you know, freshman All American season and, mm-hmm. and enough numbers based on what everybody has coming back that he's definitely in that uh, conversation for best wideouts in the league on paper. Uh, and it's funny because you talk about uh, this team with people, and yet you know you're going to be really good, and yet you don't really have too much issue with like an all conference team that, that barely mentions uh, Texas mm-hmm. Tech. And, and it's because whether you want to term it and, and they lack star power or whether you want to, which would be maybe the, the glass half empty. Okay. Approach mm-hmm. or, or the glass half full approach is, you, you know, you could make the case for, I don't know, 10 to 12 second and third team guys. Yeah. You know, depending on how, you know, and, and, in in the days of the, the, the portal and transfer and all this stuff, it's like, I mean, cause to me, Cole Spencer and Rusty Stotts and and like the Dre McCrays, those guys are absolutely like all conference types, but they just haven't had a cup of coffee in this league yet. And right. so it's hard to justify that. I get it, but it doesn't, 
take away from how good uh, how good those guys will be. I mean, you know, even like the addition of uh, Braylon Lux and and some of these guys. I don't know if they're all conference types, but I mean, th- these are massive additions to your team. But it's not necessarily you know takes place in the conversation of of all conference teams, especially when you're just doing the the first team. And why do they still include a fullback? I cannot understand that. Yeah. You can put all purpose back. You can do something else, but fullback, yeah. there's what one and a half teams in the league that that actually use a fullback. Maybe. It's kind of what's funny is they used to have a tight end on there and people would gripe about that. Like nobody's even using no one's one. using it. Yeah. yeah. And now and now you look at it and everybody's using them. Uh but yeah, fullback, uh, I don't know. That that's yeah, give give them give three spots for running back or four or whatever i mean anyway i just uh that's an as an, an aside i was more you know choice i was more interested in like where the the media would pick and this is an exercise that's a bit tricky too because only 67 people vote uh-huh. <clears throat> there's been times when it's like in the mid 40s sure this is not necessarily the who's who this isn't necessarily uh, a, a completely accurate uh, assessment of what everybody thinks about the league, I think, but it's as good as we can do. And I think the Big 12 has got to continue to do a better job of making it e- easier on on people to to vote and remind them and, you know, make it more accessible uh, and all that. Because it's the first time I think you could actually fill it out online uh but you know because i think just some people forget some people it's just uh it's vacation time but you were fourth and that's about right i would have said i would have been really surprised if you were any lower than fourth and uh i think uh while i don't think oklahoma is is better than you i certainly can understand what people are thinking because their schedule is so weak on paper absolutely and because statistically they have the best quarterback coming back from last year it's really not even close and so and then you know you get some brand recognition but i have zero issue with uh, the kansas state texas one two i personally would have had kansas state one probably texas two Um, and then i think you know with oklahoma texas tech the baylor tcu oklahoma state you kind of just jumble them up but i would not have had the red raiders later than uh in, in fourth and i know you voted in this deal I, I did. Uh, I put Kansas State one. I, you know, I have some homerism to me. I put Texas Tech two, but I think if things go really well this year, it could get there. I put OU three, and it's because of what you said in the quarterback room. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, to me, is the best quarterback in the league coming into the season. We'll see if it shakes out that way. And then I, I had Texas at fourth, and this is purely because Steve Sarkeesian as a head coach, uh, his best season was last year seasons yeah I mean he's had it was last year and another year before he just he hasn't shown to to win it big as a head coach and Texas year after year does not perform even when they have all the 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 cupboard pretty full so I mean they haven't won a a conference title since Colt McCoy was on campus so I'm not going to project them definitely to win a conference title until they do it again but uh, yeah I I mean those those are pretty well the clear-cut top four teams in the league though right it seemed like everybody kind of voted that way uh TCU got a little bit more love because they were they were uh because of what they did last year but they they sure to lose a lot they did lose a lot uh but I I will 
I'm, I'm going to look this up to make sure as we're, we're sitting here talking. Um, but there is a, uh, a, like a message that I saw sent out after, you know, after the, uh, oh, I can't find it. I think, I think it's seven years in a row. Okay. okay. Seven years. Well, excuse me, six years in a row that somebody was picked like third, fourth, or even a lot worse in, mm-hmm. in the league preseason. Yeah. And then, um, you know, have, have played in the title game. Oh, wow. And, and if it, if it, if it's not Kansas state and Texas this year, okay. Playing for it, then it would make it seven years in a row. Yeah. And, you know, because, and I think it's, you know, it's featured a variety of different programs because you've seen, Iowa State make it. You've seen Baylor win a title. You know Kansas State now TCU. It's not just yeah. Um, and I think to your point, it hadn't really featured uh, Texas much at all. It's featured featured Oklahoma a lot, a lot, yeah. But in in recent seasons, it's really just been neither. <laughs> you sure. know, yeah. I mean, um, the last two title games we've had K State, TCU, and then what? OSU, Oklahoma Baylor. State, and Baylor. That's right. Yeah. And so, so yeah. And I think if you're a Big 12 fan, if you're a, just a fan of any team in the Big 12 that's not named Texas or OU, that's what you want to see again this year. You don't want any sort of Texas or OU flag-waving heading out <laughs> of the conference saying, you guys can't do it without us because the last two years you've done it without them and would love to see that again. Just although, Texas or OU. Although, I got to tell you um, – this is like uh I don't know, like Vince McMahon esque, I guess, to kind of Okay write the narrative way before and then work toward it. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, like hey, they, they plan the WrestleMania matches, which always takes place in late March or early April. Right. They plan them, you know, six months, you know, sometimes a year ahead of time and they 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 they, they know the end result and then they just kind of you know work their way to it uh, sure. in, in the WWE world. What what if I told you because you're saying that you don't want any flag wave in or any any sort yeah. of uh, UT or Oklahoma participation? What if I could sell you on a because this is the kind of thing that happens in the wrestling world too. While while I was bringing up the analogy, what if I could sell you on uh, an immediate you know rematch uh, of your regular season finale, and then you play them again uh, for the league title? And I know the result of what happens in Austin, because <laughs> if you lose that, then I want the rematch. But if you win that, I'm like, no, don't, don't want it again. <laughs> That's not how it works, Woodman. That's you not know, the I, scenario. Here. Here's here's the best way. If Texas Tech is involved, you beat Texas and Austin to keep them out of the title game and then play OU in the championship to beat OU for the uh, final time. Uh, see, there's the there's see, the script. <laughs> So, so you're you want you wanted to erase the storyboard there, and uh, and yeah, there, you want to yeah. switch the script a little bit. I'd, I'd go for some of that, but uh, yeah, See, yeah I, you know, Rowdy Roddy Piper, he was never he never wanted to like uh, you know deal with Hulk Hogan. He just refused to lose to him. So it was always like a disqualification yeah. or something goofy whenever they they actually wrestled because he's like, I got to protect my character. And this is what I hear you saying. You're kind of channeling your inner. Well. Paper. No, like if I win that one, I can't, I'm not, I'm not, no. I choose not to run. You yeah, know, exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, so anyway, I, but we're, we're, I, I, I do think that there's so much unknown about this league that mm-hmm. it, it is really fascinating. 
I still don't think if many people have a true feel for the newcomers yet. Mm-hmm. I think we all kind of do about Houston. I think BYU could be really good or extremely average. I think Central Florida is going to surprise me if they're not pretty good to maybe very good. Uh, I think Cincinnati is a completely unknown. Most people think that they are they are going to be there a ways off after a Luke Fickle Seems like it. for Wisconsin. Uh, but nobody knows, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of this deal. And, and it's, it's kind of fascinating uh, just to kind of see. And what's tricky about this league race and trying to project it is nobody play. I mean, you don't play everybody. You know, yeah. no, nobody on here is playing everybody else. That's just not the way it's set up anymore. Sure. And that's as much about trying to figure out how to get to the, what you're going to do. Like to give you an idea this is the first time in the Big 12 since 2010. Because correct me if I'm wrong here, we're headed into the 23 season, yes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first time since 2010. Do you know, do you know what I'm going to say? I don't believe so. The first time since 2010 that Kansas has not picked dead, been picked dead last in the wow. league. Because you could always, for this exercise, maybe you know the, the, the winner, you definitely know the loser. And let's work, you know, let's, let's fill out the, the, the meat of it. But you know Kansas is, and and, and I mean I, I don't like the Jayhawks and he, you know I mean I, I don't yeah I, I'm not I'm not doing that and yet they're they're not anywhere near the worst team in this league I mean they've no. got star power they have the offensive player of the year they also have a really stud running back um, they've got you know a a big time safety linebacker type that feel like it's been there for forever Lance Leipold is universally anyway it speaks to the point of it's just it's a hard to, to get a good feel for it but uh, we spent enough time on football i guess but anyway it's just yeah i i think it's a fun it's a fun league race to try to project because it's just you don't know what's going to happen no you you really don't and it, it is really fun and i'll ask you one more football to help get your your crystal ball out and project for us all right team in the top five team picked in the top five that has the best chance to fall and the team in the bottom five five that has the best chance to rise to you oh t- team of the top five uh baylor okay okay uh, excuse me tcu sorry okay. tcu yeah, tcu uh and then i would say and where was oklahoma state picked uh they were like seventh sixth seventh eighth seventh yeah yeah see i think they have the best chance and and, and here's why i say that we, we've talked about this i think a bit Mike Gundy's got a 17-year stretch where these dudes have won 17 games or more. In 12 of those 17 years, he's won eight games or more. Yeah. Okay. And I think there's some there's some 9, 10, 11 win seasons absolutely mixed in there too. They don't suck ever. Okay. They just don't. Um no. as much as we want to from the outside in look at it and go, oh boy, there's so many people that that left. Uh, what do they have incoming? That one of their best receivers went to TCU. Alan Bowman hadn't played in two years. Yeah. Hey, I, I get all the list of reasons why you would say, well, this is the year. However, I don't know. I think you're you're an idiot if you don't look at their body of work. It's one of the most consistent runs really in sure. college football history. And I think only Alabama has a longer stretch. Okay. Of yeah. of and so yeah, I, I think that that's an and then I think you pointed to TCU. And again, I'm kind of going with the the fifth place and the seventh place. So I'm not really getting out on a limb too much. I just think, I think TCU has lost a lot. Um, I think that, 
you know, I, I think it could take a bit to gel. They'll be talented. That'll be a tough game for like Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and the you know the Baylor one, they, they were a fascinating one too. It's sure. an impossibility to try to figure out because th- think about Dave Aranda's tenure. Yep. First year, what did they win? Three games. I think it was two and seven two, because two. they it was yeah, the COVID, COVID year. year. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Sir Roderick Thompson laid down on the one yard line and he kicked a field goal to to win in Lubbock. I remember this one. Yeah, yeah. And Colin Schooler, like, I think put uh, what was it? Put Brewer basically through the turf. <laughs> Goodness yeah. gracious! The well, next year they come back seen. and they they win a Big Twelve title. Okay, so it's the exact polar opposite. Mm-hmm. And then last year they're. You know, when after you see them, then they go to Norman and they beat uh, Oklahoma, and you think, and they were picked to win the league, and you're thinking, okay, they're they're, and then the wheels fell off. Yep, and they ended up finishing. Well, they finished like seven and six, I think. Yes, uh, or I yeah, that was it. I think they were and, seven and, and five regular season. Yeah, yeah, and so they finished seven and six. They lost the bowl game, and so what? What are they? I, what What is the Dave Aranda? Great coach question, because they they've been small, medium, and large uh, with their three seasons there. Um, and so who knows, you know, who, yep. who knows what you get. That's that, but that's the fun part of that, about this stuff is trying to figure out, you know, what you're going to get. And we all kind of think we semi have some stuff figured out this time of year. And then you get into late September and it's like, okay, it's a little bit different than we thought, or this dude is, can go, or this quarterback's not near as good as we thought somebody gets hurt, uh, which is why we're so intrigued by, uh, college football. Yeah. It's all pretty amazing stuff. But uh, I, I'm so excited for this. I, I don't. I've been more excited for this season, I think, than than any season in a long time. And a big chunk of it's Texas Tech, but just the unknown oh, yeah. of of 14 teams and getting to play new teams. And I think there's a lot of just fun that's that's on the way this year. More anticipation for this Tech football season, I think, since any and maybe since 2008. And I think that's I think a so, heavy. Yeah. That's a heavy uh statement to make i think there's a lot of factors there i think that the head coach has everybody excited and ramped up i think you have a very good team that a lot of people you know i on paper see it's in in, in different than 08 you don't have star power 08 they did and i don't know if you're projected to to be as good going into this year as 08 so don't misunderstand i'm saying there's some differences i'm just saying that there, there's as much anticipation. You have a big time non conference game. Uh, you've got two hundred and twenty to two hundred fifty million dollar renovation going mm-hmm. on, specifically with the football program. Football. You're recruiting like crazy, uh, and if you don't know that, your coaches are trying to tell you repeatedly that they're recruiting like crazy. <laughs> so you yeah. know, p- p- pay attention to them because they are. They are working hard. They want you excited. They're trying to tell you to get excited, and they feel like there's a good reason to be excited. But, uh, yeah, you know, so we shall see. Yep, so we'll have uh, media days coming up this week. We usually learn very little. Well, you know know you're going to – you know you're going to likely stay in Fort Collins for the, the Wyoming trip. Fort Collins, Colorado. You no, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's forty-five minutes away. Oh, I, I, I didn't realize I learned, it was that close. Okay, I learned all. This. It's kind of like uh, when we play in Ames. You 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 stay in Des Moines. Yeah, yeah. And it's about forty-five minutes away. And and there's I don't know what Joey will decide to do, but there's actually some chatter that uh, we will be 
the team will be leaving uh, maybe on a Thursday uh, for that first Wyoming game to get ready to the altitude. So we'll see kind of what happens there. Okay, okay, that's neat. I mean, I, I can't wait till I just came back. It's gonna be blessed. I, I just came back from the altitude, and it <laughs> took me uh, some time to adjust. It is. Uh, I, yeah, I did too, and it was uh, it was nice and cool there, though. <laughs> it, unbelievable. I oh, mean, but crazy. it just. Uh, it's just like a different, you know. Yeah. Yeah, different deal. Like, am I head hurt a little bit? You, yeah. You gotta, you gotta drink more water. My oldest son wanted to just mountain bike the whole time, and I, oh, he wore me out. So like <laughs> that altitude, yeah, it's it's no joke. So that's that's yeah. interesting. But you can do that with the first game of the season. So getting ready for it. Correct. I mean, it's kind of a nice. Uh, yeah, absolutely, it is so, national TV. So the other uh, big topic, really, uh, since we've been apart level, is is you filled your basketball roster completely as of right now. These things still can change, but uh, all 13 scholarship spots appear to be filled. Uh, you've added Devin Cambridge from, from Arizona State. He joins his teammate, Warren Washington. And then uh, Joe Toussaint, the big name from West Virginia, comes over after the Bob Huggins fiasco. And uh, he commits to Texas Tech and signs this past week as well. So seems like now Coach McCaslin pretty well has all those spots full. Uh, thoughts on those new additions? Well, they, you know, when you when you were down to having two spots left, uh, I think my opinion was you, you just couldn't miss like these needed to be yeah. really people. Cause if, if you take away Cambridge and Toussaint from your roster and you look at it on paper, you're extremely young. Yeah. You're extremely inexperienced. And both uh, those and, guys and, are seniors, correct? Oh yeah. And okay. so what you added was age experience, maturity at the power five level. And mm -hmm. I just think you can't get enough of that. Uh, I would, uh, I would say that when Warren Washington and Cambridge and Toussaint depart next year, I hope they're replaced by aged, uh, experienced mm -hmm. power five equivalents that, that this is just the league that you're in. Yeah. You, you, you know, young teams don't fare well in this league. Look at your team last year. I don't care how talented it's a grown man's league and you need some of that. And it doesn't mean every time, just because he's an old guy that he's going to be any good or he can help you. You've got to be selective, but I just think that you, you, you know, that's, that's just the way that this is going right now. And and it's, I think what Grant McCaslin has done is they've tried to put some here and now versus some, some future uh, pieces uh, together. And it's, it's a nice mix uh, because, you know, you, you, you theoretically, you're still going to have Darian Williams and Chance McMillan and Pop mm -hmm. Isaacs and Lamar Washington and Robert Jennings and, and, and those types when these three seniors uh, depart. It, it It is fascinating because I still don't know if we know what Kerwin Walton and Demarion Williams are going to be for you. Mm -hmm. And can they take up another step? Do they want to use an extra year here, which I think they they technically have two years left to play, even though they'll be listed as seniors. But to answer your question on Toussaint and Cambridge, yeah, I mean, your, your roster looks completely different on paper right now. And I think some talking heads are, are saying, yeah. okay, this looks like an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, I know that they're going to guard, okay? I, I think like the football conversation, do they have – 
any star power? Do they have a dude that can get you a bucket right. when you when you you know or ten you're giving up a 10-0 run that somebody that can just like stop it and like get, drive to the basket, get to the free throw line, whatever. I don't know if we know who that is yet. I think Cambridge, Darian Williams, and there's some candidates. We know Pop Isaacs is sure. capable of going for 20 plus or mm-hmm. capable of of trying to really grind out and score nine or 10, you know, and they get everything in between is, but I do like the way they finished uh, it, and it. And I've seen Toussaint. I saw him three times in person last year and, <laughs> He's he just beat a up solid on us in Lubbock too. He sure did. He's just a solid piece, man. You know, he's not a. He, he may not even be a starter per se. He's not your best player. He's not going to be your leading scorer, but he makes you better, and he hurts West Virginia, mm-hmm. and he makes you older. He's more experienced, and he was better on the road than he was at home sure. by nearly two plus points, and I think two plus rebounds better on the. road than he was at home sign me up for that uh joe t from the bronx was really glad to see him uh come uh come to love it completely agree uh one question from the audience regarding basketball it says level now with your or with the roster full what would be your projected starting five right now i mean pop starts uh warren washington starts i think darian williams starts i think cambridge starts uh, I think the, you know, and and maybe McMillan, uh, I don't know if, you know, which would leave Toussaint and Lamar Washington kind of off the bench, Kyron Lindsay off the bench. Uh, but I, I don't know, again, Kerwin Walton and Demorion Williams. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to think yet. I think there's people that have told me that Kerwin Walton is opened up that he's talking more. He feels a little more comfortable maybe mm-hmm. with this staff. Um you know, I, I saw him really struggle. We all did last year. Mm-hmm. I saw moments of, of okay, well, this is why they got him. And then DeMorian Williams. Those, you know, so until I see differently, I'm just going to say those guys are kind of role players for you. And so I wouldn't have them in the starting lineup. But there you go. Uh, this, this is going more to a random type of questions to close things <laughs> out here. Um, it's not that random because uh, recently you've lost both Hudson White and Mason Molina to the transfer portal. It says, can, can the NCAA do anything about tampering? Seemed like there was obvi- obvious tampering with Mason Molina and Hudson White situations. No, the, they can't. And I would just tell you, I, I don't disagree with the premise, but <laughs> you're doing it as well. I mean, like there, there. It, it, this is just what happens, and it, it's you can tampering is gray area. Mm-hmm. There's like mutual acquaintances. I don't think anybody on that uh, with with Mason and Hudson White from Arkansas in an official capacity was was tampering. But I think there's in betweens and former teammates or former you know select ball coaches. I mean, that, that's just how it goes. But this goes on in basketball. Trust me, uh, yeah, you've been involved in it. Um, I think that in in football as well. And like, you know, I'll tell you, uh, to, to bring it back more to a positive, like you, you added a big time, uh, you had a big time addition to your football team with AJ McCarty from Baylor uh, showing up. And, you know, I'm, I think that probably a lot of folks in Waco probably lobbed the tampering bomb at Texas tech um, and, and all that. But the kid is, he, I, I, something happened at Baylor. He was not allowed to go back there. Uh, Texas Tech has known him. They know who he is, what he's about. 
But this is a dude, man. This is a guy that if he's eligible immediately, he's good enough to start for you somewhere on defense. And that is a a big-time statement for me to make based on what you yeah. have back here because there's not anybody that I would say uh, of the projected starters that I would say, oh, yeah, that's an easily – I mean, Malik Dunlap, Rashad Williams, Rabbit, Tyler Owens, I mean, mm-hmm. on and on it goes. But uh, but I, I think this was a sneaky good addition. But I don't – it's an impossible um, – that's impossible to police. It really is. And I think that you just got to understand the way the game is being played these days and give them reasons to want to stay. Uh, I don't know what Arkansas said or did, and I don't know what's going on here and why. And now Arkansas is a beautiful campus. I toured it with my kid. Uh, she almost went there. It was a bit too far away, uh, but there's a lot of people in Lubbock specifically that leave high school and they go to Arkansas. But uh, I uh, I hate it for Coach Tadlock and Coach Gardner and all those guys because, uh, the, you know, they, they needed those guys to stay here. And so I guess, you know, now you, you go see what you can find in the portal yourself maybe and hope the draft doesn't hurt yeah. you starting early this week. And Tech did get the, the kid from Gonzaga too that helps yes. you. He'll probably be your starting third baseman. He he had a great weekend in Lubbock the opening weekend. So it does go both ways. You got Gavin Cash last year. He was obviously enormous. So the portal is is definitely give and take. Um, that being said, the NCAA Division One Council uh, proposed, I believe last week it was, that they're going to narrow the window or proposing to narrow the window from a 60-day uh, open window for transfer portal down to 30 days. Do you think that helps any of this type of stuff? Because in general, if you know you're going to get in the portal – you usually know day one. It's not always a blanket statement, but you, thirty days is still enough for these kids to, to make their decision, right? If they narrow it down from sixty days. Yeah, it it just uh, I th- I think they're trying to. There's been so many changes with NIL and the portal, and it it, it boy, there's not been a, a long shelf life with really any sort of rules or guidelines with it with this stuff. I mean, yeah. the IRS with NIL. Kind of was like, okay, this is fine, and then they they come back and said, okay, well now th- these aspects are are not. I mean, yeah, and, and the the portal is constantly being tweaked, and I think they're just trying to. Everybody's kind of trying to figure out the best thing, and and this is meant to this is meant to kind of speed things up, and and you know, which I will tell you, <laughs> it's funny you ask this question or bring this topic up. Because you know what this shorter window is going to increase? What's that? It's going to increase tampering. <laughs> yeah. Because, because and here's why. Yeah. You you don't have time to bring a bunch of kids in on visits and the, and the window and, and all that. And you kind of need some legwork done before that window opens. Yeah. Because the, the way you are as a coach uh, or staff or whoever's in charge of roster management you got to make sure you have okay we got to go find a left tackle for example mm-hmm. you, you need option a b c d e and f and if you if you if you feel really good about a and b boy but what happens if somebody's throwing a ton of money at them and then you you know and then yeah. the window's running out i mean you see what i'm saying so absolutely yeah. it, it will increase those kinds of uh conversations and legwork ahead of time and all those kinds of things because there's not as much time that you can uh, spend on this but I kind of like it just because it does. I felt like it did drag a bit. Uh, that last one, 
Because so mention the dates again for the listeners' uh, choice. Um, this is the spring window. Yeah, well, they're they're yes. actually talking about doing it both windows. They're talking okay. about narrowing them from sixty days to thirty days. Correct. So, and because I think, I think it was May the fifteenth through like yeah. would that have been like March the fifteenth or, or give or take or I March, believe so or, or March the twelfth through May the twelfth. There was like a, but the the March thing is silly. So if you if you just wait till mid April and go yeah. through mid, and that way you have had time for exit meetings with spring football and sure. you kind of see where you're at on the depth chart and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I I like the change certainly. Yeah, I think it. I think overall it's a good thing. Uh, last question, and we will wrap it up. This one is from Eric. Uh, it says, "I've heard, uh, I've heard Joey McGuire talk a lot about the offensive line really confidently. Do you feel the same way about the offensive line heading into the season level?" Yes, I do. Uh, I, I think the concern there is like I think that the starters are are fine. I think you have one of the best interiors of your offensive line of anybody in the league. Okay. And I don't know if we've truly seen the best of Caleb Rogers yet. Now we're going to see him at right tackle and see what mm -hmm. that looks like. I think the same could be said about Monroe Mills. I think those are quality big 12 players, uh, but they, they flipped, but I have zero concerns about Spencer Stotts and Wilburn in, on the interior. I think that's as good of a, and then I feel like you've got Ty Buchanan as a swing tackle and Jacoby Jackson as kind of a swing interior guy. And if ever something happened to, to stats, then you would just move uh, Wilburn over to center and, and away you go. So the, the, the questions come when you get into who's eighth, who's ninth, who's 10th. What happens if there, there are multiple issues you're having to deal with from an injury standpoint? You know, or whatever. Uh, that that's where I would be concerned uh, about this particular group as a, as a whole. But the starting five, and then and you've got the sixth and seventh guy, zero concerns. I mean, again, I don't know if you've got an all conference guy or an NFL guy in the mix there. You've got a really good offensive line that uh, Rusty Stats has made uh, that much better because of his intelligence, his pace of play. And his knowledge of the system uh, that he is going to, and I think that uh, everybody feeds off of Rusty, and you're just old right there. This is the equivalent of Devin Cambridge and Joe Toussaint, yeah. is adding guys like Cole Spencer and, and Rusty Stotts, uh, and it, it's it's culture, it's age and experience and all that stuff, and these are sneaky good additions. Uh, and I get why you know not a lot of all conference recognition, but yeah, the, these these are guys that are going to make you a potential big 12 title contender. All right. Looking forward to that. I've, I've got for me, <laughs> me I'm too, still, if we can get it. Yeah. I'm still yeah. holding, holding out the hope on the offensive line just because it's not been one of your strengths for so long, yeah. but here's what I would tell you. Here's what I would tell you. It, it's like, it's like the, and I know we have a little bit of time left, yeah. but like basketball wise, when you started looking at the roster and you felt vulnerable and you're like, I don't know if it's very good. Like you, you do have to ask yourself, could it have been worse than last year when you finished in ninth and you missed the tournament? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, hard to be like worse than that. Okay. Sure. You, sure. you could be, but there's not, not a lot more to fall. I just would, I would say this to people. There's no way that the offensive line on paper or otherwise is worse than last year. Would we agree? There's no way. Yeah. Okay. And yet they averaged 34 points a game. Mm-hmm. 
They were, I think, 22nd in the country in scoring offense. They were 12th in the country in passing offense. Uh, almost every one of their QB injuries was not offensive line related. It was because quarterbacks didn't get down in time or, yeah, yeah. you know, or, or you, 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 you throw a pass and you land on somebody that you didn't know was there, uh, like Baron Morton did in Stillwater. I mean, you know, on and on it goes. So I would just say, cause I, I just think every fiber of my being would tell you they are a lot better. Yeah. And so when you factor in, it ain't going to be worse. Okay. Even if it's just a little bit better, look at how good you did last year. And if you get a little luck with your QB health, you know, dare to dream a little bit. So uh, I just, I just know what all to a man, if, if they aren't a lot better, they're all, they've all been fooled. Stephen Hamby, Zach Kitley, Joey McGuire, Kenny Perry. And those guys have just seen way too much and been around way too much at all different levels to, yeah. to, to be fooled in my opinion. All right, you got me all hyped for football season. <laughs> a little less than two two months out, but level. Appreciate the time, man. It was, it was fun as usual. Do it again in uh, a couple of weeks. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, two weeks from now, uh, we'll, get, we'll get this thing done again, and then we'll kind of get back into a routine and uh, yeah. embrace the grind, man. Let's do it. And, and don't forget, Woodman, it's about to be football season. So that means you always <laughs> got to answer my calls. I'll be I'll be ready. I'm yeah. getting used you, to you, it. You learned that last year, didn't you? <laughs> I did learn it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, appreciate it. Enjoy the next couple of weeks. I know you're getting out of town a little bit. Uh, enjoy the time with the fam, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You too. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T 97. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.